Hey everyone, uh, today the question I want to tackle is uh, should a Scrum Master be a full-time role, full-time job? Uh, this is a quick one, a little quick little podcast here, my summer camping series while well, I'm camping. <laughs> so uh, the question again, should they be a full-time role or full-time person on a team or with a team? Uh, so I'm going to cover this, um, I'll cover it two, two ways. First off, should you even need it? Does you need a full-time person? And then secondly, should this be a full-time role like when your company? Now, here's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with, um, is it needed full-time? And I'm going to say that it depends. And the it depends part, uh, it depends on the maturity of the team and the organization with Scrum and Agile. You know, if the whole team and the whole company are brand new to Scrum and Agile, at the beginning, you're going to need to be mostly full-time as a Scrum Master and probably working with just one team. Now, it's going to take some time, but you, what your goal should be uh, that you're developing self-organization and you're also developing a you know, a healthy, functioning Scrum team that is operating uh, together, product owner, development team, you know, largely without you as Scrum Master. Uh, you know, in fact, if you're still needed a year later for everything full-time, you're probably doing too much or you're, I say doing too much, you're actually not being a servant leader. You're probably doing work. You're probably managing people's work. Um, so it could, it's a sign to you as a scrum master that you're, you're kind of failing if you're at that point, right? You really need to be pulling back and letting the team take over and really run run things well. And and that is a sign that you've done a good job is when you, you really become more and more redundant. Now, um, over time, I would say that, you know, you know, depending on the maturity of the teams you're working with, you may over time be able to start to work with more than one team. Um, I would still put a cap of at least like three, maybe three teams tops that you'd be able to handle or work with. You know, it gets to be too much to be running around and you'll just not do a very great job. You'll just be, you know, fundamentally attending a few meetings and, you know, a few observations, but not really there able to truly develop a team and, and, and allow that team to become self-organized and truly, and truly um, you know, able to become better on their own, which is where you're trying to get to. Uh, now, okay, so that's that's covering the topic of should it be full-time. My answer to that is, again, it depends, but your goal should be to turn it into not full-time um, every single time. And then <clears throat> should it be a role within your company? I'm going to say possibly, although it's, it's kind of one of those roles that you know, you you do you're gonna do for a while, um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say this is necessarily the role you want to be in forever. I don't know, or maybe it is. I mean, most people who are sort of pursuing that sort of lifetime role within Agile and Scrum, they tend to be more in the consulting space or out there working with teams focused on that. A lot of people in the Scrum Master role within companies tend to have dual roles, but not exclusively. And it's an important role, and it can certainly be one. Um, you know, within, within companies that exist and having a full-time role for a scrum master, I've seen it. Um, it's not broken. Um, it's, it's one of those ones that can be hard for the person in the organization to figure out. So as soon as you inject a scrum master role into your company, you have to square away servant leadership in your company so that there's actually a path for people like this because the servant leader role operates in a, with a very different mindset and viewpoint of what they're there to do. Um, they're there to develop the people, their team, 
Um, you know, they're you know they're very different from your traditional command and control leader who's really kind of um, you know pushing or directing down problems, right? And spending most of their time looking up for approval and for you know their status to see if they can climb up that ladder to the you know a narrow set of chairs up the up that ladder up that chain. Servant leader world is very different. You know the you know servant leaders in a in a company that that appreciates that type of leadership. Um, you know only promotes people who have actually created more leadership. So created teams that are not only um, self organized but are but there are more leaders within that team. So completely different, completely antithetical to our traditional uh, command and control, uh, you know, leadership culture that really fears other leaders is competition. So, so, you know, it's one of those things that it's definitely something that I think many companies could truly benefit from. I think many companies, though, without really coming to terms and holding up a mirror to their leadership and culture and understanding who they are, are really going to struggle if they try to create a role like this without understanding the change that has to happen. So um, hopefully you do it. Hopefully our companies do start to do this because I'll be totally honest with you, I don't think many of them are actually going to survive if we don't figure this out. Um, the whole world is trying to figure this out, and so somebody's going to do it. <laughs> they're they're going to start to do it. And uh, the, the people who figure this out are the ones left. The ones left still in business and still with uh, products to, to make and customers to help. So anyway... With that, um, there's my quick answer to those two questions. Hope you're enjoying your summer. I'm going back to the back to the lake now. Uh, take care, all. Bye bye.